It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we'd go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Coming up on the Behind the Mic Podcast, the NFL had come a long way in popularity since 1920 and had finally become cool. But how? Why? The answer lies with the athletes themselves. You're behind the mic with Michael Neal Jr., Okay, people, let's get right to it. NFL historians, you know the biz. This is not for you. This show is not for you. This is for those who don't know as much. So we are here to enlighten. But please correct me if I'm wrong. I am always, and I do mean always, here to learn. It's the Behind the Mic podcast. I am your host, Michael Neal Jr., presented by Billy Up Sports, the Billy Up Sports podcast network, BillyUpSports.com. Go check it out. Lovely uh, website. You can catch my show and others on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and more. I have my papers ready. Squeaky chair is ready. So let's get right to it. The recap from last week. After my public apology to Wayne Gretzky, because I called him Wayne Grzetzky by accident, (laughs) we took a deep dive talking about college football and the comparisons to the NFL, just as Major League Baseball was the top sport in the 1920s. When the NFL was born, it was also college football's golden age. It was well established that college football has not changed as far as its popularity is concerned. The NFL had passed Major League Baseball and college football as a more popular sport over the years, but college football itself has maintained its greatness. How? And it has also changed two examples, two Heisman winners, two different errors. University of Chicago halfback Jay Berwanger, he won the Heisman in 1935. He was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles in the first NFL draft, but he chose to work for a rubber company instead of playing in the NFL. It was not the only one to do so, by the way. But by the 1960s, 
The NFL had become more popular, especially with college players because of the money and the style of play. 53 years later, in 1988, Heisman winner, Oklahoma State running back Barry Sanders had threatened the NFL with a lawsuit if he wasn't allowed into the draft as a true junior. The NFL had yet to allow underclassmen to leave eligibility on the table as an agreement with the NCAA during the league's early years. That was the scare. And once the NFL got going between the 40s, 50s, and 60s, it was like, leave our people alone. We want them to stay in schools. Hey, we're not going to touch them. You're good. But that was the agreement that they had in those years. Commissioner Pete Rozelle allowed the eventual Hall of Fame running back, Barry Sanders, in the draft. The next year, the rule was changed and underclassmen got the green light. Fast forward to 2019 and an NFL record 144 underclassmen were drafted, although 49 of them went undrafted. But that was the gist of it. Now, coming out of the 90s into the 2000s, Paul Tagliabue, who was the commissioner who took over for Roselle, and the accomplishments that he had in the 90s going into the 2000s, there were new stadiums built. There was labor peace, expansion. You had more teams that were joining the league. Even from 95 to 2002, I believe there were 14 new stadiums built, as a matter of fact. There was more TV revenue than ever at that point. The NFL had finally reached the top. But I don't need to spend a lot of time telling you something you already know or elaborating thereof. You already know the NFL is the most popular sport in America. You already know that. You know the NFL is the most watch sport in America, what we have been talking about for about a month now. And you should already know that even regular season games, let alone Super Bowls and playoff games, have outrated championship game games, finals, and all of those such like in other sports. You should already know that regular season games in the NFL have been among the highest rated in television, period, not just sports. For an example, on ESPN.com, they wrote, quote, according to the league, 46 of the top 50 telecasts in 2018 were NFL games, not just sporting events. NFL games were watched more than almost anything else on TV, no matter the network. Wow. But we don't have to spend a lot of time on that. You know these things. You should know these things if you are a deep football fan. But again, this is not for those who know everything, right? But check this out. Here's the other angle. Because I can't spend time telling you all of the things that you've already known. Well, what we've been talking about over these past couple of weeks. How the NFL got to this point in the first place. I believe you had to look at this from a couple of different perspectives. You had to see how the NFL got to this point of success through the eyes of other sports. As well as through the eyes of the NFL itself. But you also have to look at exactly who's playing this game. The focus last week, we talked about college football. We gave you that rundown last week in the show recap, right? The NFL had become cool because at one point, the NFL was not cool. The players had to want to play the game at this level, at the professional level. We also talked about ratings, and we've done that in spots throughout this process. But those ratings, they're based on what the fans and those fans, they will tell you exactly what they like to watch. Ratings, they do do that. But 
Coming up next, high school and college athletes want to get to the NFL. They didn't used to, but history shows otherwise. Again, why is that? What's the attraction? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Got a question. What is the path to the career you want? We talked last week about going to college to become what? A doctor, a lawyer, a hairstylist, an architect, entrepreneur, or even a pro athlete. We said this last week. There are people who do go to school. There are young people who go to school to become professional athletes. They don't always want to do the book thing, even though there's some things in those books that will help them in life going forward because you can't play sports forever unless you're a vampire like Tom Brady. But there are those who do go to school to become professional athletes. They do. And they've told you that for years. But how long do all of these different kinds of professional professions rather take? A year, four years, six years, 10 I talked about my wife a little bit, how she had to build clientele. And believe me, I remember what it was like when she first started doing hair. She's a hairstylist, a very successful hairstylist who has her own shop right now. The dream one day is to get her own building and we're going to see that happen. But when it was in the beginning, when she first started off, she'd have one or no people in her chair. I remember those tears that she cried. And now that she's in her 40s, she's well-established. Some people move faster than others and some don't. But at the same time, you have to have this thing called patience. You have no idea because these days, and we've mentioned it from time to time, you have a lot of people who have a microwave mentality. They just do. People want things right now, quickly as possible. The path to least resistance. But don't get me wrong, I don't care what you do as a professional. And it just takes time. It takes time to get good. It gets. It takes time to get to the top. It doesn't matter even what sport you play, baseball, basketball, tennis, hockey, golf, football, or even if you swim. Keep this in mind, the Olympics just wrapped, right? Why do you think people break down and cry when they win a gold medal, or even if they lose? It takes years to get to that point. Years of training years of preparing and you clip that last hurdle and you go down falling i mean this that's the reason why they they're they're in pain and they try to finish that race no matter what and they're in tears because they know exactly what they had to go to go through to get to that point the olympics themselves they're only on every four years but there are some people there are some athletes some people in professions as well as athletes who are more ready than others to get to that next level a little bit more a little bit more quickly. But the question is, do you have that patience? Do you have patience since we're talking about football or just athletics in general as an athlete? In the NHL, I ran into an article by Casey Kesseling that was on this website called crazy.com. And 
I quote, in 1985, a study was done in Ontario, Canada for all 10 year old hockey players. And at this time there were 22,000. Now fast forward to the 2000s, I actually read where there were around 30,000 when they did this same kind of study. There were 22,000 10 year olds playing hockey in Ontario. And of these 22,000, only 110 made it to the OHL or the Ontario Hockey League. 22 more received scholarships to D1 schools. That means only 132 out of those 22,000 made it to the top feeder leagues for the NHL. This isn't even the NHL yet. Here we go. And of those 132 players, only seven, seven played in the NHL. Those are astonishing numbers. You got that right, buddy. Seven players out of 22,000 made it to the NHL. Now that hasn't changed much because as kids, that's that's something normal. I'm used to have, to have been one that was hearing those things because our coaches, when I was coming up in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s, they were telling us these, these things even way back then. It's like, look, yeah, you may want to be good. You want to be a professional, but that doesn't mean you're actually going to make it. It takes a lot of work to get to that point. We were told and trained up as kids to keep that mentality. Some made it, very few made it, very few that I actually know made it, even if they lasted that long, whether they went to my school or not. But pro, pro hockey is a lot like Major League Baseball where there are minor leagues that you may have to play in for a while. Check this out in the NBA. You had these cats that were going straight from high school to the pros at one point. That was a quick thing. That was fast. For example, Moses Malone, he was the first, I think it was in 1974, I believe. He went straight from high school to the ABA, not the NBA, but the ABA, still professional basketball. And he was followed by Chocolate Thunder himself, Daryl Dawkins, who was the first to do it in the NBA. I think a year, two years later in 76. And of course you fast forward to the 1990s, those you may be a little bit more, um, you know, the names you know, Guys like Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady. And in the 2000s, you had the first picks in the draft like LeBron James and Dwight Howard. Hall of Famers or Hall of Famers to be who were clearly ready for the NBA right out of high school. 41 of those guys to be exact were selected in the NBA draft that came right out of high school. And of course, they got rid of that rule and we had a bunch of one and dones in college since then. And if you really look at it, after Michael Jordan had retired, as far as the NBA was concerned, it took a slight dive. But I would have to say, as an aside, that outside of the 1980s, the NBA is still in the place where it's never been more popular and popular with basketball players as well as, you know, others. And you can get to the league pretty quickly because it's not as physical as football, but you still have to be ready. You still have to be prepared. It still takes some time. Yeah, you may have one year removed out of high school and be, what, 19 years old, but you still have to be ready. Some people take that path as a top flight athlete. Think about that. I'm talking about top athletes in the world. Top athletes in just even just in America. Going back to Major League Baseball, and it's just like hockey. Again, what I said earlier, it takes time, even though you may 
make it to the big leagues. You may not unless you're a top round draft pick and they have 40 rounds in that draft. 40. Now, unless you like bus rides and low pay, you probably won't choose baseball as a top flight athlete unless you want to spend most of your time in the minors. There are several reasons why baseball has taken a dive, whether it's ratings or even just overall. Get that in a second. It's a game where it's slow and it also takes too long to make it to the top. And it doesn't exactly cater to black athletes, for example. I'm not saying you yeah, have the black athletes, they're all the, the greatest athletes in the world. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But there's not enough African-Americans that play in baseball as well as in hockey. You could count them on one hand almost. But check this out, though. I mean, it's not catered. Just like hockey is very expensive. The equipment is not cheap. It's not even talking about travel baseball. These are facts. But think about this. Jackie Robinson, for instance, he broke the color barrier in 1947 in Major League Baseball. By 1956, 6.7% of players were black. Fast forward to just last year in 2020. That number has only risen to 7.8%. Now, either they don't want to play baseball or there's not enough support around them to encourage. That's what I equal it up to. And then at the same time, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to speak it to my brothers and sisters. We grow up playing football and basketball. We don't necessarily grow up playing hockey, tennis and things like that unless we're exposed, exposed to it or lacrosse or maybe even soccer. Some of us do play soccer. All my nephews have played soccer. I'm not saying you have to have money or any of that stuff. You just have to be around it and be in that community where it's encouraged and where it's being played. But when it comes to be becoming a professional athlete, most African-Americans, for example, they choose football and basketball. Football, you can get there in three years if you're good, really good. Basketball, you may have to take a little time, but if you're really one of those guys that's in Slam Magazine, it might take you only a year, especially if you're on the front cover. So, as far as cost is concerned football is it isn't exactly cheap either i used to coach and i had two boys that played but it's a lot easier to manage financially than hockey or baseball and of course there's this other thing called specialization what is that you had more multi-sport participants back in the day than now now just an example using myself as an example in middle school i ran track i wrestled and i played football and Pretty much most of the, the athletes, the major athletes in the school, that's what they did. Now, I'm not saying specialization is everywhere, but it is a majority of athletes that are specializing in one sport. Why is that? So they can go pro. It's not dead. They just want to be really good at one thing. The root of all of this always starts at the youth level. And the number of youth that used to play baseball, for example, has been in decline for years. Here's proof. Joshua Horton of the Herald.net says, according to Little League International Director of Media Relations, Kevin Fountain, participation in Little League baseball and softball worldwide has dropped 1.5 to 3% annually, that's every year, from its peak participation levels in the late 90s and early 2000s. 
That may not sound like much, but when you add it up over two decades, there are a lot of kids that are not playing baseball. They're just not. Do you want to know another reason why most athletes choose football? There's a poll that was conducted by verifiedathletes.com in 2019. And it pretty much broke it up into seven categories. Number one answer, why they play football. This is high school athletes they polled. It's fun. Over 75% of them said that. About 55% said, because I'm good. That's why I play football. 50% say, well, because I have friendships with teammates. And the same percentage, 50%, they are playing because they want to get a scholarship. Now, 25% said it's good exercise. 5% said my parents wanted me to. And nobody answered it was because of peer pressure. So you have players that want to play this game. And we talked about the college game going up through the 60s to the 80s and even up to now. The game opened up. It was more fun. It was it was something that was a lot more attractive. And again, you have a lot of moving parts and it's fun. It's a true team game. I'm not saying baseball isn't fun. I'm not saying hockey isn't fun. I'm not saying that obviously basketball is fun. It's just about everybody on earth just about seems to play basketball. But we're talking about the popularity of a sport, the top one in this United States. All of these things add up. You add them all up. The proof is there as to why the NFL is America's most watched sport as well as the most popular. No shade on the other sports, but a majority of athletes have more fun playing football. But coming up next, we have to put a bow on it all. And now I'll tell you the obvious. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Okay, this is just a little something I added in that I had thought about from, I believe it was last weekend. I watched a lot of movies, and two of them actually stood out, especially thinking about what and actually it wasn't last weekend it was the weekend before it was two weeks ago and there was two movies that stood out you may or may not be familiar with Brewster's Millions with Richard Pryor where he basically uh, was a minor league baseball player for years he was a minor league relief pitcher for years and never made it to the bigs except for one actually he got one shot and the other movie was and he inherited millions of dollars. He had to spend $30 million in 30 days and couldn't tell anybody why he was having to spend that much money in a month in order to inherit $300 million. And then the other movie was Crimson Tide, Gene Hackman, Denzel Washington. Um, but here's the reason why I, I added this in. In Brewster's Millions, it basically opened up my eyes as to what we've been talking about and reminded me of the fact that it could take forever 
for someone to make it to the big leagues, whereas in pro football, it's a lot more quicker process. And it's the same thing again, as we talked about earlier in the NBA. The only thing is the catch. You do have to be good enough to even get drafted. At least you get a chance through, and you also get a chance through free agency. In Crimson Tide, it made me think of the old head versus the new way of doing things. Gene Hackman was the captain of this submarine. And they had to fire supposedly some nukes on Russia because they thought that these Russians that took over this one part, whatever city in Russia was going to fire some nukes at the U.S. And we was going to take them out before. But the message got cut off as to what they were supposed to do. And there were two schools of thought, two ways of thinking. And Captain Ram- he was Gene Hackman was Captain Ramsey and basically said that, all right, they tell me to shoot and press this button and I'm going to press this button. But the new way of thinking was Denzel. And Denzel was his number two on the boat, well, the ship or the sub. And he was like, look, we need to think this out. There was two different schools of thought, two different ways of thinking. Baseball is kind of that Gene Hackman. Baseball is for the older crowd. The other sports move a lot faster on the field and off it. Even hockey moves a lot faster on the ice. What I tell you, me and my brother call it. Hockey is basketball on ice. And we already know what basketball is. Basketball is constant action, constant oohs and ahs. Football is the exact same thing. Baseball, you have to wait and be patient. It's more of a patient game. People will tell you in the NFL, as far as that's concerned, the NFL right now, people will tell you what they want to watch. We spent some time talking about ratings and things like that. We'll get to that in a minute. But again, there's that old school way of thinking and the new school way of thinking. And neither one is always right. Old school, most of the time, will tell you, especially in certain areas of life or in sports, to take your time. New school is saying, let's go, let's go. Come on, let's go, let's move it. Microwave, right? I had heard a a story from my aunt who talked about this dude who tried to cook her a tuna tuna fish casserole, but he was trying to cook it fast. What did he do? He microwaved everything. Terrible. You can't microwave everything. Not all foods are microwavable and come out right. Some stuff, you have to take your time, but it's also good to not always be slow. So there should be no surprise that the most popular sports in America, I'm not talking about just football, all of the popular sports in America have plenty of action. It's not too much standing around and there's a little added flash as well. With NCAA football, it's right up there with the NFL as far as I'm concerned. Although the authenticity of college football has changed from the golden age of the 1920s where people actually stayed in school for four years and they topped out as college athletes or football players. But they stay those three years at least and sometimes two in some cases before they go off to the NFL. But it's still great because it helps the popularity of college football because we know who they are. Even though, you know, some people... I uh, would like to still see them still stay a little bit longer. I'm used to it. Some stuff you have to get used to. Now, whether you agree or not on like the name, image, and likeness part of college football, we'll see where that goes in the next couple of years because there is that dark side of the former under the table, now over the table paying of athletes 
it could bite them in their butt one day. But speaking of knowing who your athletes are, NCAA basketball, unless we're watching the tournament, or maybe, just maybe, like Duke Carolina or something like that, the sport has been hurt for years because we, they don't stay. They come through with a hello, my name is tag on their forehead, and they're gone before you even get used to them unless they just really jump out on the screen like Zion Williamson. And the reason why we knew Zion Williamson wasn't because of recruiting, it was because of YouTube videos of him dunking on pimple-faced teenagers that were like the size of his, uh, that came up to his knee. But that's neither here nor there. College football, or college basketball isn't terrible. It's just not the same. When you had guys stand at least two, three years, as well as the full four, college football was, college basketball, I keep saying it, was at its height. The NHL, now the only unfortunate thing about the National Hockey League is that it's just not as popular in the States as it is in Canada. That's just a fact. But it's a sport that's just as exciting to watch live than on television. I'm not watching on television here and there, but I'd rather be at the game. Major League Baseball, they've been hemorrhaging ratings for years. They have been. I could go back to that ratings game. So looking at the ratings for, <laughs> oh God, and I haven't done this in a while. Remember, we talked about the strike season of 1994. Now, back in the day, their ratings were like in the 30s and 20s. Then they fell off to more like the 30s, I mean, to the teens. And in the 2000s, they were in the teens, teens, like then going to 11s and 12s. And they actually reached a low, a, a, a record low for ratings in 2012 with a 7.6 and I'm talking about the World Series they've been in the single digits at least what six of the last eight years as a with an exception of 2016 and 2017 it's it's crazy it really is crazy meanwhile in the NFL of course the Super Bowl their ratings their regular season game ratings have been about what the World Series ratings are and uh basketball they've had their highs and they've had their lows and i'm gonna be honest with you i totally throw out COVID. the nba again they are just as popular as they ever have been even though some people uh and i really i didn't even look at the ratings for this year's finals with the bucks and Suns. but i'll say this it was refreshing to see a new well actually two new teams in there for a change but the NBA is, is really, really popular with the young people. They love the players. They talk to players. My, my nephews, and, and I even have a couple of nieces, they, they, I mean, they, they love basketball. They, they do like basketball. My daughter, not so much. The NFL, on the other hand, this is a sport that's just as exciting to watch on television as it is live because of the little things that you do not miss. They make it so, so consumable on television that you can't turn it off you really can't but you can still pack out stadiums for this game and they do college football same way it's the game the game as far as as the ratings are concerned like i said they are higher than other major sports on average not to mention the fact that they have a draft 
That is appointment television. The draft has higher ratings than some of the games. And I'm not talking about just NFL games either. I'm talking about outside of other sports. The NFL has been far from perfect, even as Roger Goodell had took over the one-time New York Jets intern, by the way, took over as commissioner for Paul Tagliabue back in 2006 into 2007. He's had a bumpy ride, but yet has been managing the best professional sports league in America. These things weren't exactly new to him because from 2001 to 06, uh, he was Tagliabue's right-hand man as the executive vice president and chief operating officer. Of course, that bumpy ride, including criticism over the, the, the league's conduct policy, which he dropped the ball several times, especially on the Ray Rice deal. Deflate gate. Hmm. The CTA fall, uh, the CTE fallout, that is, which led to Goodell's rule changes that actually would help protect the players even more. You can't make everybody happy, especially if they all if they're already mad at you, they're gonna pick and find something else to be mad at you for. If you don't know, that's the reason why they boo him every draft. And of course, now it's a little bit more lovable where he's he's come on, come on, more. Is that all you got? You know. And he's even listening for the booze last year when the draft was virtual. That was wild. It hasn't always been rosy, though. It hasn't always been perfect, even outside of the pros. There have actually been a slight decline in youth football players as well because of brain injuries. And, and, and we've had some people that have, some athletes that have retired earlier, just completely took themselves out of, uh, out of football. It's, it's rough. That's, that's no secret. I'm glad they didn't hide that fact. But nonetheless, the sport is still the most popular of all this side of soccer. The NFL has had an influence on America, American culture unlike any other sports today. And I believe that only the NBA has rivaled that. We're talking about a league that's gone international. They've had those regular season games in Mexico City where they also have NFL offices. Toronto and London. I don't know about London having a team, but I mean, that that's that's pretty cool i would think if you had a a league team overseas don't know how that would work but go figure and the commissioner has also said to be targeting 25 billion dollars in revenue by 2027 now according to an espn.com article another one that was written back in 2019 it did open up and i thought it was interesting it opened up talking about a quote from writer Hunter S. Thompson, um, who since has passed away, and how he described the effect of pro football on American culture. I'll ask a question. What would you do if football shut down forever? I mean, right now. Think of the pandemic and how there were no sports, nothing. What if there was no college football season? No football at all. I ain't talking about just the NFL. No football, period. No high school football. No youth football. No football ever. What if it didn't even exist? If they just shut it down and it is no more. If it was shut down like the NCAA tournament or the NBA was last year. That was terrible. What if the NFL were to go away forever? Forever. Of course, there are some that will rejoice in that. But we have come to expect football in the fall. Look, it's a part of us. Period. And it has come a long way from 1920. It's the top sport. That'll be it. Now let's get these references out of the way. 
ESPN.com, How the NFL Took Over America in 100 Years. The article written by Anthony Golizia. I've been saying his name wrong, Golizia, and Jeremy Willis back in August of 2019. Casino.org, The Odds of Making It to MLB by Aaron Shields. VerifiedAthletics.com, Why Do High School Athletes Play Football? Herald.net. Little League participation is down, but many still believe. Believe on. By Joshua Horton. GronkiteNews.com. By Brandon Jones in actually January of this year in 2021. So that's it. That is it. It's the Behind the Mic podcast. I am your host, Michael Neal Jr. Presented by Belly Up Sports, the Belly Up Sports podcast network. BellyUpSports.com. You can catch my show as well as others in the Belly Up Sports family on Spreaker. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You better listen to my show. Tell your mama, tell your daddy, your baby daddy, your baby mama, your cousin, your uncles, and and everybody else where I'll come find you in your house. Out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.